The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted today to have as my guest, the returning guest, Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey, who has talked to us before about the children of now, the indigo children, her wonderful book, The Secret History of Consciousness. And now her latest book is about to come out next Tuesday, November the 1st, Touching the Light, What Miracles Are Made Of. Welcome back to the show, Meg. Hey, Peter, thanks for having me back. I always have a great time on your show. <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to, to chatting with you in a, a subject very close to my own heart in terms of the work that I do. So begin by telling us a bit about how, uh, how this new book came about. Well, gosh, I've been doing the healing work for 12 or 15 years now, and I had started to write it a couple of times, and it just didn't seem like the world was ready to hear it yet. And now that more people are kind of awake to the possibility that there are other realities, that the energies are shifting, things are changing on our planet, uh, I felt like I could put the book out in full and and do a thorough job of it, where before, you know, even five years ago, I would have only been able to scratch the surface. So I, I'm really, really pleased with this book. It's fully illustrated. And it covers every aspect of the etheric anatomy having to do with each of us as individuals and uh, and all that that encompasses. And so I, I just felt like it was time. You know, there, there's so much happening. And, and I also noticed that there are changes going on in our energy systems and our in our etheric bodies and you know different parts of our etheric anatomy that are new. And the energies are changing. And so... Um, you know, basically, it's the future of medicine. It's a, it's it's a great contribution to the changing future of medicine, and I'm hoping to get more attention to the subtle energy fields and everything that goes with that um, by putting this book out now. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd love you to begin before we start talking about actually how we can help people become healthy and healthful. Um, if you could just give us a, a little bit of an insight from your experience of. Uh, the fact how people go out of balance and, and what, how that begins this cascade. I think the expression you used somewhere was uh, blossoming doom. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so just explain how, how blossoming doom. Made the doom point, happens. didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, here's the bottom line, because I could talk about that for a week. <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is this. We are basically a, a set of harmonic frequencies that's unique to us in all of creation. As we live and have experiences and have emotions and traumas and different things that go with those experiences, things happen in our energy field that changes it, changes our harmonic relationships first with our own life and our health, and then universally as well. Uh, For instance, if we have uh, an injury and then that injury becomes part of our identity, our emotions around that literally create a, a dense shell of energy around the energy, so it takes a really long time to heal, if ever, completely, because we've boxed it in. Creation does that to us when it sees us get too far out of harmony. What happens is creation starts to do things um, around us. You know, for instance, if something is in the ocean, ultimately it kind of comes apart and disappears. Well, that's kind of how we are in creation. When we get too far out of harmony, creation starts to recognize, recognize us basically as a foreign object. Um, because we're not um, in the flow of things, shall we say. So we start to get dysfunctional. And um, and that sounds pretty darn uh, awful, and it's not. <laughs> because we can stop that, we can change that, and, and that's a worst-case scenario. But nevertheless, everything that we experience is recorded in our energy fields in some way or another. And every system in our body has its own set of frequencies. Every layer of our subtle energy field has its own set of uh, frequencies, all coming together with all of our other bodies and all of the other realities that exist to make one beautiful harmonic set that is us. So when we get out of harmony, as I started to say a minute ago, when we get out of harmony, we start to experience illness. Or even even life gets life starts to become challenging. It doesn't just have to be a physical problem. It can be it you know, it can it can show up in our life experience, how other people relate to us, how we're able to relate in life in general in our everyday experiences. And it it's a very it affects everything that we are and everything that we do. Let's, uh, let's talk specifically, because we're talking about, obviously, uh, worst-case scenarios here, but it it's obviously can be subtle as well. Let's talk specifically about cancer and uh, what your experience has been with the formation of cancer with people who get terminally ill with that disease. Well, first of all, our autoimmune system attacks cancer as a foreign object, just like I described it, creation does. And and we can change that by changing the harmonics. Now, it's not always our job to fix everything. I just want to make that clear. Sometimes things are meant to be, not always, and not every time. (laughs) But um, I found an interesting thing about cancer is that if it's going to metastasize, in other words, come back or spread, there will be uh, signs in the energy field in a certain layer, several layers of the energy field that are close to the physical body that actually have a recording of that upcoming metastasis. So if you clear that out, then the cancer doesn't reoccur. Well, that's a pretty vital step, isn't it? Yeah, and I actually found that out by accident, you know, how things are. There's never an accident, but I was working with a, a very sweet woman years and years ago, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, um, who had had breast cancer. She was in her third uh, round with it, 
and she came to me because she was very frustrated. Nothing else was working, and she said, fix it. And I, I said, well, you have to do that. I, I, I'll witness and work with you. And so I, all of a sudden I saw it in her energy field, and I, and I changed the energy. Um, trans, basically you transmute it into a normal frequency, and she, I saw her later and then again over the years, and it never came back. And that was like a huge, oh, my God moment, you know. It was like, this is for real, you know. Because sometimes you wonder, am I imagining this or, or is this real? And so I've always tracked stuff and and realized that, yes, this stuff does work. And, and it's amazing in how effective it can be. So in the case of cancer, cancer specifically, how does that show up? How do you see it in the etheric field? Well, I see it. I'm kind of like... <laughs> similar to Edgar Cayce, where I literally see inside of bodies, uh, down to the tiniest um, activities, and they're like beyond electron microscopic, you know, but beyond atomic level, and, uh, but I see, uh, for instance, cancers, I see as a couple of different colors, depending on where it's at, or, or, I mean, what, what stage it is, how severe it is. Um, and I, w- I will see it exactly where it is, and I will see it as a sometimes a very kind of a kind of a gross colored kind of an olive green, or there's a, also a brown shade that shows up in the energy that um, cancer uh, will become as well when the when the uh, tissues have decayed more. A lot of times when there's a tumor, you'll have dying tissue on the inside of it, and that's when the browns will show up. Um, and, and then in the, in the uh, uh, surrounding field, what I call it, the, the energy field, I'll see it as densities. Um, there, there'll be a pattern of densities. For instance, um, I had a woman who I was working with who had had breast cancer, and I saw densities in little tiny brown spots all in her brain. And I checked her field, and she had multiple levels of these uh, showing up as little tiny densities in her energy field. And her brother happened to be a physician who was uh, a cancer doctor and was contributing his knowledge to her treatment. And he said, I had read her better than an MRI and caught it before it even showed up. But when it did, um, it manifested exactly how I had described it to him. So... You know these energy things are very real and and an awareness that we can really use <laughs> unfortunately um she wasn't one of those that that was meant to be fixed, but interestingly, sometimes when that's the case, how that experience that person's experience is and affects everyone around them was re- really had a lot to do with why they went through it you know the the lives that she touched and were forever changed by her experience, we're, we'll never know how far that will ripple out. So that's one of the really important things for us to just talk mm-hmm. about and emphasize, I think, that not everybody is going to be healed because you can see uh, into the energy field because it, it may not be appropriate for them to be healed. As you say, they may be having other impacts in other realms or in other worlds. And exactly. Well, and, and in her case, and as in others over the years, you know, working w- within her field the way that we did, I always say we because I have a lot of help, <laughs> but working with her the way we did eased her transition so that she didn't have to go through a lot of, you know, trauma and suffering with it. She was able to just um, check out a lot easier and, uh, 
and that was a godsend considering all that she'd already been through, you know. And, uh, you know, once we get back in tune and, we're, and it becomes our time, certain things happen in our energy field. And if those things are aligned and in, in proper attunement, I call it, it's much easier for us to just transition on out back into our light bodies and, and on our journeys back toward uh, where we came from. I always say it's a win-win situation to people working with terminal illness where uh-huh. they either will have the miracle recovery or they'll pass on in this beautiful flash of light. Exactly. <laughs> so let's, you just mentioned very briefly then, I just want to come back to it, the, the traditional medical system. And you said that you picked it up before the MRI. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a bit about the traditional systems and, and why they actually don't pick things up. Well, because they don't consider the subtle energy field, they're literally looking for hard copy proof of what the diagnostics are looking for and that kind of thing. But interestingly, often before it shows up in the, in fact, almost always before something shows up in the physical, it will be taking some sort of form or dysfunction in the energy field. And, you know, there are a lot of different types of of experiences, mutations, um, diagnosis that we as human beings see with each other that have everything to do with the etheric energy field, the subtle energies, and could be helped if we had a clearer and more comprehensive understanding of it. Uh, for instance, autism is is front and you know forefront today. It's it's epidemic, and it's caused from several contributions. One is the um, is environmental another is um you know the vaccines uh, there's been a lot of um heavy metal or conductive metals used as fillers in the vaccines which is insane so i don't even want to get started on that but um for instance mercury and thallium um, particularly mercury is a very conductive material it comes in the form of gas or or uh you know even a kind of a solid it's what's in our thermometers and it's a conductive material so you put something like that in a human body even a minute amount because our energy field is so subtle and so prone to any influences and it's constantly changing and evolving you put something like that in the, into a human physical body that and and it's conductive so what it does is it expands the energy field in such a way that the energy field, the subtle energies expand outside of the body. Well, consciousness is resident in that subtle energy. And so when the energy field is expanded, consciousness is pushed out away from the body and therefore is not completely resident in the body. That's why we have such a wide spectrum of of autism diagnosis anywhere from the savant to the you know very well functioning is because of the 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 the, uh, the harmonic resonance that that particular person has in creation so depending on their harmonics to begin with um that dictates how much they're affected by something like that you know and we have in in our seafood we have a lot of mercury and and different things and there are other um factors contributing in our environment as well and um chemicals and heavy metals and different things and almost everything that's manufactured these days so um our children have just been saturated by these things and that's why we're seeing such an epidemic um Another thing, MS, 
is is a situation where um, the the nervous system um, becomes attacked, and then different things happen. And so, if you work the subtle energy field a certain way, retune that, you can actually uh, alleviate or help relieve the symptoms of MS if you get it. Um, soon enough, you could probably even um, offset that by changing the harmonics in that body. You know, there's there's a multitude of examples that I can use, but those are some good ones. They are good ones, yeah. And when you're working with someone and you're able to look in or see into their energy field, do you do that when you're with them one-on-one, or do you do, can you do that from a distance? Both. <laughs> I see people long distance as if they were there in, under my hands. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Um, I can identify them and access them, of course, always with their permission. No matter where they are or what they're doing, I can tell them they can be driving a race car and I'll find them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. As, you, as you actually tune into them, what, what's your method for doing that? I, I, I do it so automatically it's hard to... I, can, I mean, I can explain the process, but for me, I just, I just think of that person and I'm there. Um, the 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 long version of that is we each of us have like I said a set of harmonic frequencies and all I have to do is hone in on that on that set of frequencies and connect with it and once I have whether I'm in person or um, doing it long distance then I've literally merged with that person's energy field and I'm working with it from the inside of it looking around and finding things and changing things and um, you know, making a difference in in the outcome. Uh, hopefully, well, mate, we're actually coming up to our, we'll come up to our first break, so we'll continue the discussion on how we actually help people make changes in their lives. So when we return, it's Peter Tongue for awakening to conscious co-creation. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just want to remind you uh, to check out my own website, www.petertung.com you'll find all sorts of interesting substance there, including all of the radio shows, my newsletters that come out monthly, uh, and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, 
Uh, in fact, tomorrow evening at 5.30, we have our Ambassadors of Light class, uh, and I'll be talking there about the energies of the upcoming Scorpio uh, workshop. We just moved into Scorpio this week. My visit down to the Science and Non-Duality conference in San Francisco, which was quite interesting, and coming up to the end of the Mayan calendar, according to Carl Kalaman and what that uh, is bringing forward for all of us in this uh, quickening time. I have with me today on the show Dr. Meg blackburn Losey, whose new book, Touching the Light, What Miracles Are Made Of, comes out on Tuesday. So, Meg, we've, we've talked before the break of, of disease and how people go down into uh, that challenging place of separation and, 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 and not living life uh, fully and, and happily. And mm-hmm. So when they get down to that place, tell us how you help them to, to come back and how the miracle of healing can take place. Well, first of all, I'm not doing it. They are. (laughs) I just want to make that really clear because any healer can work to their greatest ability, and if the person that's asking for help isn't willing to accept it or embrace it, then it's not going to work. Okay? And and I'm I'm kind of a hard person about that because if if a person isn't cooperating in their own helpfulness, um, it's not going to change or stay changed, you know. So if somebody really wants to get better and wants to do it more than mentally because a lot of people say oh well i've worked all my through all my issues well no that's not always true we do it mentally but still that energy is resident in our energy field i mean it's a given we create you know it's our energy field is a culmination in any given moment of every lifetime we've ever had including this one up to now so it collects a lot of junk and and dysfunctions can happen and so what I do is I first have a chat with people. You know, what is it that you want to change? Um, what? How do you want your experience to look different? And I really talk to them about it, and I listen well. And then when they're on the table, um, or I work with them long distance, whatever the case is, then I ask them to participate with me, and I ask them to open to me and let me, you know, see what's going on and how I can best serve to help them. Because what happens is we defend ourselves greatly. We literally create densities in our fields, um, particularly around certain areas of our body when they're not functioning well, or emotionally we, we close off ourselves. And I've actually had people, when I first started to access them, all I could see was black. And the first time that happened, it scared the heck out of me. <laughs> and then I realized that they weren't letting me see anything. And so I backed up and I, you know, I asked them to try and relax and just, you know, let me in basically. And once they did, then I was able to clearly see what was going on and help them change that. So it really requires a lot of participation um, if that person, uh, the other person is able to, if they're conscious and willing and able. Um, it, it requires them to be open to the work in order for it to change because they've got to be willing to accept what they've asked for. Some people just want attention and band-aids. I don't do that. I'm not interested. Don't call me for that. You know, if it's a real problem, I'm there. Um, but we have to be willing to open to that. And the the more open people are, the the deeper and higher and more work can be done in a short amount of time. Some people aren't quite as trusting at first, so it's harder to see past a certain point. Our energy field, our our etheric anatomy is so complex 
then it has lots of different layers and layers, and those layers are directly relative to our life experience and our helpfulness. So when somebody is only willing to show you a little bit, like we do in our relationships, you know, they they let you see a little bit, you, you, you might get to some part of it, but not all of it. And then maybe the next time you can see something else as they begin to trust you more. Some people, you can fix everything, change everything and within five minutes because they're willing to do it. I had an interesting an interesting case um, some years back where um, I used to work in this one area every month, and I had I worked all weekend and, and treated people and stuff. And and this young man came in for an appointment. He was new to me, and his um, mother in law and his wife had sent him to me. And he just was a mess. I mean, his hair wasn't clean. His shoes smelled so bad I could hardly be in the room with him. He just wasn't very talkative, wasn't very um, animated. And after five minutes with this kid, I said, you know, if you don't want to be here, it's okay. There's the door. I'd be happy to refund your money. I, You know, I'm not here for that. I only want you here if you want to be here. And he said, no, I want to stay. I said, okay, <laughs> okay, so then work with me, and, you know, and so together we worked, and I talked with him throughout the process, and I asked him if his life changed from this moment forward. It could be anything that he wanted to create. What would be different from now? And he began to explain to me that he was he had this great imagination. He, he was very technically inclined, and all he was doing was computer grunt work. He was fixing computers. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to invent things. I want to create things. I have so many great ideas. I said, okay, well, let's let's have a chat with your energy field and put that information in there to help you go. And so I literally, it's basically like putting a prayer in place. And I literally put this into his energy field with all my heart and soul and his. And this was Sunday, Thursday. He found a job uh, opening that he answered the ad and was hired immediately at Griffin, Griffin Industries, which uh, are the people that make all the iPod and uh, iPhone accessories. He was hired by them. His salary was tripled. They paid to move him. And that year he won Best of Show at the Mac Show. He won some other show. And then within less than a year he was made a supervisor of the whole area that he had gotten hired in. So it doesn't just have have to do with health. It has to do with life. And if we're not living our life the way we want it, it's easy to change. All we have to do is say yes and then do it, you know. And that's one of my miracle stories. I love that story because this kid, next time I saw him, he had brand-new shoes on, by the way, (laughs) and he was clean. His hair was cut. He had new clothes on. He felt like a million bucks and almost didn't recognize him because the look in his eyes was so much brighter and different than this downtrodden kid that I had seen, you know, a couple months before that. So uh, it's remarkable how much power the subtle energy uh, really has. Presumably the technique you're talking about now is what you describe in the book, Touching the Light. Yes. Fantastic. It's not something that I teach everybody till I know they really know what they're doing (laughs) because it's a very powerful tool and whatever you know what everything that we are transfers when we're when we're merged with an etheric field and I do teach how to do that by the way um, not to change the subject I'll get back to that in a second um, I'm going to start teaching practitioner courses 
starting early in 2012 um, for certification to do this work. And there will be two levels of practitioner and then also an instructor's level. Um, and people can find out about that. I'm actually not announcing it till early next week, but since I'm on your show for the umpteenth time, <laughs> yeah, just go to touchingthelight.org, touchingthelight.org, and there's all kinds of information on how to get a, a complete packet on the courses and everything. So um, anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, th- this is it's kind of like in you know up. I explain in the book how the energy fields are all put together and how everything is relative, whether it's us or creation or the air in between us, or how the unified field really looks and how energy works within it. And when we send out energy, whether it's a, a movement, a, a thought, a prayer, a word, anything at all, it moves through these subtle fields and communicates, and those fields rearrange and create a new reality. So uh, that's how our prayers work and our intentions work and everything else. So when we are merged with a energy field of another person and we send a pure message, and by that I mean no details, send a message of how uh, that person will feel when they've reached that reality and let creation put that reality together from its infinite possibilities then um, it's kind of like putting a prayer in their energy field and letting it reveal itself as it will. You know, it's amazing uh, how beautiful that can come forward. So the key thing there is the feeling that they will have when they're actually in their harmonic flow. Yeah, most people when they're creating reality, trying to manifest something, trying to, even in, even most healers, um, work on the obvious, the, the details, the the symptoms, the, the even the maybe the cause that appears to be the cause and and don't realize that there's so much more involved so we don't want to put the details out because inevitably we're going to forget something inevitably we're going to interpret something wrong okay so the thing to do then is to project the feeling that because what i did with this for instance with this young man was uh, when I was doing a certain thing with his energy field, I asked him to imagine how he would feel when he had arrived at the new reality he was asking for. And I didn't imagine anything. I let him do it. I opened my heart and helped him send the, helped him send the message out. You know, um, but we didn't give it any details, and he got way more than he ever expected <laughs> because it was it was time. It was open for him. Yeah. And all he had to do was say yes, you know. It was amazing. And and he was about to lose his house because, you know, the economy had started to change and, you know, things started to happen. And, and instead of losing, his salary was tripled and off he went. <laughs> and, Let's talk uh, more about the, uh, the harmonics that are important in this process, Meg. Say that again, please. Let's explain a bit more about the harmonics uh, that are important in this process. Okay, well, everything I was just talking about is harmonically related. Every energy expression is some form of frequencies, whether it's a combination or a singular one, okay? Like a musical note or a musical chord that we're sending out as a message. And when those, when that's all um, attuned, when everything is working together correctly, perfectly as it would be, then everything is harmonically relative and resonant. Everything is just perfect. When that something happens, a trauma, 
an illness, uh, an event, something in our life that changes our harmonics. For instance, we have aspects in every dimension of reality. There are basically, relative to us, there are 12 dimensions. But each one of those have 12 dimensions, and each one of those have 12 dimensions. So it's like a honeycomb effect of, of holographic reality. In, in every level, every aspect of reality, we are there. Some part of us harmonically is there. We may be just an energy body. We may be solid. We may be, you know, we may just be light, a light form. It just varies from layer to layer of reality, and that's, I talked about that in the book. But um, all of those are also relative to time. And when we have, for instance, a trauma in our childhood, and, for instance, take someone who's been abused as a child in some way or another, that aspect or a series of those aspects relative to that time may move out of harmonic alignment with the rest of our aspects. In other words, may move aside, and all of a sudden they're no longer harmonic with us. Those parts of us stay stuck. That's how we get those issues that we don't know how to find or deal with. And we have a hard time in life. Things don't quite work. And once we find those aspects, and, and once you do, you can literally say, gee, what happened when you were six years old? You know, once you understand how it works, you can literally track time in their lifetime and know within almost exactly when something happened. And there's other ways to correlate that as well. The, the field is a beautiful thing. It tells stories in so many layers. And emotional issues can show up in in the throat or, or the solar plexus or the heart and then in the emotional body and also in the mental body and, and then on out farther and farther and even sometimes at a soul level when it's a past life issue. There's so many places that disharmony can show up. And yet, every one of those places correlates another and validates, well, yeah, that's true, here it is again. You know, um, and you realize that the entire system builds a story. And then you can, and then you can bring that, uh, that information back to your client and say, wow, you know, this is how I'm seeing it. Does this fit you? And they're always blown away because it's so accurate. And, you know, does this fit you? Well, okay, here's what we've done. Here's your homework, you know, because this work is permanent and forever as long as you break the patterns that caused it in the first place. So, Meg, we're coming up to our second break, and we'll continue this fascinating discussion in a couple of moments. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey, whose new book, Touching the Light, What Miracles Are Made Of, is coming out on Tuesday, November the 1st, this next week. So Meg, for anybody who wants to get hold of a copy of the book or wants to make contact with your work, uh, just give us the websites that... uh, Oh, sure. Uh, it's going to be in all your favorite bookstores as of Tuesday. Uh, Amazon.com has it right now. It's on my other website, which is spiritlight.com, spiritlite.com. Um, just go to the web store. You can get it there. Um, or go to touchingthelight.org if you're interested in learning how to do this work. Uh, I'm starting practitioner classes um, early in the year, January or February. Has, haven't decided yet. And um, I can send you a packet on all the details. So, um, And you can email me at drmeg at touchingthelight.org. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. Mm-hmm. So just you, you mentioned uh, an expression earlier on where you talked about the etheric anatomy. And I'd love for you to uh, show our listeners a little bit about what that means and how it works. Sure. Basically, I'm going to give you the, the kind of basic version <laughs> because without pictures it, it gets kind of complex. But the basic version is this. We have surrounding us a field of energy that looks kind of like a big oval-shaped bubble. That's what I call our external field, and it has more than one layer. And it has uh, more than one purpose. It doesn't just protect us. It ho- helps hold us together. And it also works as a translation station between the universal information and our earthly dense uh, reality. So it so it kind of um, modulates uh, information down to our reality from creation. That's where our intuition comes in, or it or it modulates things outward to higher frequencies so that universe and creation can understand what's happening to us and change to accommodate that. Um, so that's that. And then we have the pranic tube. Oh, by the way, just a little tidbit for you. The aura is not that field, but a reflection of light off of that field. The aura oh, is okay. not an actual field in itself. It's a reflection of light. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So then we have, and many of you will have heard of of a lot of these, but let me tell you how they tie together. The pranic tube comes in, and it's it's basically a shaft of light energy that runs from through our crown of our body down through our core and out um, below our first chakra uh, level, which is in our pelvic area. That brings energy in both from creation and from the earth, and those energies become mixed in our solar plexus area and then distributed um, by our kundalini energy up and down our body. At the same time the energy is coming in through the pranic tube, our chakras are attached to that and are rotating all clockwise when they're healthy. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female, I can see this and I assure you they're clockwise if they're healthy. Um, and they pick up energy out of the pranic tube and distribute it to that area of the body. From there, our meridian system, which is what acupuncturists use um, because those are little smaller highways that run through our bodies and carry energy. The meridian system uh, is kept, first of all, in place by the chakras. 
by opposite polarities and secondly feeds off of the chakras and distributes that energy throughout our body and our organs and helps keep us healthy. So that's the basic, most basic physical system. Then in, in, in our body, each one of our organs and different systems has a different set of harmonics that all nest together to make one big set of harmonics, one, one symphony, if you will, that's our physicality. From there, we have etheric bodies um, that are kind of nested at times, kind of stacked at other times, one above the other except for at a certain level. And we start with the physical body, and just above that is our emotional body. And our emotional body is one of the ones that gets the most damage for different reasons. Um, Above that is the mental body. And the mental and the emotional bodies are the two most connected with our earthly experiences and the two most likely affected by life stuff. Um, Above that, then, is our intuitive body, which is almost always perfect. It just may not be lined up very well. Um, And above that, there are two bodies, one on either side, kind of like pontoons on a boat. And those are, I call them the causal bodies. They're the last connection between our earthly nature and our more divine nature. They're a harmonic octave point. They are a major translation station. And they are also what assists us in adjusting to the multidimensional energies that are happening at any given time. Above that, then, is our soul body. And our soul body is almost always, always perfect. It's the, it's the field around our soul body that gets messed up in different ways, gets dense, gets um, out of attunement um, from past life experiences. And you can actually learn to read that and, and know whether there are karmic influences happening now, if there are some that aren't finished, if there are some that were finished and the energy just never got cleared up. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen on the soul level, you know, that affect us here and now. So those are the basic um, areas of the etheric anatomy. And then in between all of that um, and above and around all of that, there's a grid system and some pretty powerful vortexes that um, feed energy to the different levels of the system and information. Uh, there's also uh, two vortexes that are really important to our physical um, experience, one that's in the high heart area and one that's in what we call the Dantian area, which is just above the second chakra between the second and third chakras. The one at the chest is outgoing. It's uh, clockwise uh and these are like a yin and yang vortexes. The clockwise one at the chest is communicating to all of our other etheric aspects and telling them what our experience is here and now. And we can literally track that in a certain way and find out what levels of reality we're out of in tune, you know, where in creation our aspects are out of alignment. And we can literally fix them by using um, the segments on this vortex. Going um, in... In the belly area, in the Dantian, is a, a counterclockwise vortex that literally is communicating to us all of the time our history, our lineage, everything that's ever happened in our line, in, in all of our relations, in all of our history. So that's a pretty powerful thing. And you can literally track that a certain way to find out which generation a certain family pattern or dysfunction started. You can change the energy and change that experience for generations to come. It's quite a fascinating system. 
So as as all this 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 system is is obviously in in each of us. Yes, we all have in, that. It's also in a. There must be some sort of collective as well. Yes, and I think I'm going to have to write another book about that because <laughs> just explaining the, the our personal systems, you know, was a whole lot of pages. Um, but yes, we are connected into the universal process, not unlike what we saw in the movie The Matrix. Only nobody's hatching us or or using us uh, parasitically. Instead, we're all communicating together simultaneously in the universal process and literally changing and creating reality, and reality is changing and creating based on our input and and our experiences as well. And in fact, no one can live without, or, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong, creation could not exist without any one of us. Because each of us is holding a place harmonically in all of creation. And if we could be, we couldn't be, but if we could be removed somehow, creation would implode because we are literally that important to the entirety. So just slightly off track for a moment, but it's an important question from my perspective then. So with all of the expectations of the 2012 and even the 2011 and what's going on in the world and the consciousness, the shifting, the quickening, the awakening... How are you seeing the, 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 the merging, the meshing of the individual and the collective at this time? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because what's happening is we're becoming tuned differently. Um, what I've noticed, particularly in the last year and a half or so, um, is that our energy fields are taking on different types of harmonics on different levels. Um, this started at the causal level, just below the soul level. And those bodies are changing position and they're changing um, colors. You know, frequency energy is color and light and sound and and all of these things and all of those um, oscillate in, in certain ways at certain speeds and, and it's it's quite complex how it all works together. But what I'm noticing is that as we get closer and closer to 2012, our entire energy systems are changing and adapting. Um, the good news is that they're doing so as, as higher frequencies. So that means that we are consciously more able to awaken than we've ever been in the, human, in the history of human uh, beingness, basically. So we're shifting in exactly the right direction for this opportunity to awaken. Yes, and the more of us that are, are open to this and aware of this, uh, the, the more people are spontaneously uh, attuning as well. And I believe we've um, moved past the, you know, the mark of, uh, what's that word I'm trying to think of, uh, critical mass. Yeah, we, we've passed it. We're there. We've done it. And it doesn't mean we should stop being who we are, but but enough of us have stepped into this place of being that we've tipped the outcome toward a really much greater one long term. And yes, there is a long term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the song in the Phantom of the Opera, past the point of no return. I think we've gone past that point, haven't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> So we're coming up to our final break, Meg. So this is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tongue and Sherry Chase. 
Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I just want to remind you of a great opportunity and adventure with myself and Fimbar Ross to Egypt in the second half of February. If you are interested in looking up uh, the, the itinerary and the details of that trip, please go to www.CelticMysticalJourneys.com and you can see all the information there and I'm really looking forward to that, that journey. I know, Meg, you've taken many journeys to many sacred sites, including Egypt over the years. I have. I love it. And uh, I have two coming up, by the way. Um, oh, I thought 2012 us. would be a banner crop of crop circles. So I'm doing a crop circle madcap adventure in July of 2012, and then I'm doing a 26,000-year gathering of souls in Peru for the actual dates of the alignment, and it's going to be quite a power trip. And we're going to end up on Machu Picchu, the actual day of the alignment, December 21st, 2012. Um, it's one of the most massive collection or intersections of ley lines on the planet and i thought we could transmit really well from there <laughs> so if you want to come um get on spiritlight.com and check out my schedule there's full information there great thank you brilliant so we've talked a lot about illness and 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 the energy systems that we have in the body and how we can put things right through through uh working through the systems but it would be great if you could talk a little bit now about how we actually can be healthy and stay healthy and not have to get involved in any of these challenging illnesses and diseases. Sure, I'd love to. You know, one of the things that we do most that brings us ill health is that we are not honest with ourselves. And secondly, we don't process our emotions. So the first thing we need to do is learn how to tell ourselves the truth. You know, yes, that person did mean what they said. Yes, it was mean. Um, we make excuses for other people, and it's not okay. You know, um, no, I'm not doing a good job, but I could be. Um, you know, no, I don't like where I work, and I'm not making excuses for that anymore. You know, I'm just telling you some truths we could be saying. Yeah. Once we start learning how to be truthful with ourselves, then there's nothing left to defend. We, we've really, we, there's nothing to defend so we can relax. And once we relax in our own being, we are more available to energies that cleanse us and nourish us and, and change outcomes for us. Um, and once we learn how to tell the truth to ourselves, the next step is to take that truth in, into our everyday relationships. You know, the message is always dependent on the delivery, not the message itself. 
So when we learn how to tell the truth with a smile on our face and not being threatened by it, um, we're, we're open in our relations and we're communicating more clearly and and uh, honestly. The second part, the emotions, when we... We are so tense all day long. We tense our guts up. We tense our necks and our shoulders. All of the places that energy is coming and going and nurturing us and nourishing us and changing us and cleansing us, all of the places that that happens, we tense up first. And then when we do, we stop or restrict the flow of energy for that moment, and we 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 kind of retard the energy flow, and therefore our our field reacts by becoming misaligned, by becoming dense, by becoming inflamed. There's all kinds of things that can happen when we don't deal with our emotions. This, the other piece of that is we tend to apply our demo, our emotions directly to our bodies, and when we do, our bodies ultimately can get sick. One of the places we do that is in our um, midsection and our abdominal areas. Those become inflamed. They become very blocked and dense. Guess what? That's where our organs are. And what happens? We start having problems. So if we can, you know, learn how to be in integrity with ourselves, truthful at all times, and learn how to deal with our emotions, um, those are the two biggest keys I can give anybody to staying healthy. Because if we're honest and undefended, everything becomes much easier. And why is it that we avoid um, having honest and open discussions with other people uh, when, when we you say we make excuses for others and for ourselves and we don't we're, get into We're taught we're not perfect. As little children, we're taught that we're not perfect, that we have to do things and be something in order to be acceptable. And we learn how to cover up our real feelings and not express them because we're criticized for them. Our individuality is not considered as we're being reared as children. Um, only societal, um, you know, norms and, and expected behaviors. So we learn how to defend ourselves real quickly. And then that becomes a natural habit and pattern over time. And by the time we're adults, we don't even know why we get tense anymore. So this notion of creating this this sort of defense from a very young age just sort of builds up and creates this uh, this separation, this uh, yes. actual piece of us that's locked away. Yes. And most of the emotional stuff that we carry around is the child inside of us not knowing how to deal with life. And in the healing process that you do with people then, obviously part of, part of that is, is the person feeling safe enough to open up that, uh, that lock yes. piece. Yeah, you can't just jump in and start doing things. You, you know, it's about relationships and trust and, and, and really caring and using your heart and soul in this work. It's not about learning a process in your head and a bunch of, you know, movements and actions. Every person's different. Every energy feels different. Every life is different. And so we have to approach each one as if they are the only one and the first one. And what we find is that there are so many differences in, in each of us, and yet so many similarities. It's mind-blowing. So you see lots of repeating patterns with the people you're working with in, uh, in, in, in resolving this. Oh, yeah, the patterns are predictable. But each person brings their own, uh, their own little color to the situation. Yes. The other thing I just wanted to get you to, to mention about um, around this, because you just you actually hit on it just now, and I just wanted to uh, emphasize it. 
was was in that moment it's just you and the other person so you're absolutely in the present moment with that person oh yeah to me peter every being is sacred and to me this sounds like a, a lot of cool pseudoscience and stuff but to me this work is very very sacred it's it's holy work because when we work with the light we touch the light and you when you read the book you'll understand what i mean by that when we do that we are literally acting on behalf of the creator in someone else's energy field and we have to really have dealt with our own stuff because it transfers you know um we have to really stand in the now and not let our life outside of that moment affect what we're doing because that person is sacred and we've been the, given the honor and the privilege to touch them in these ways and to help them and so that's what we're that's what we're there to do and nothing else matters in that moment and the way to do it is with our hearts because unconditionality is a way of being it's not something that we can do that's beautiful thank you for saying that we're almost at the end of the show Meg so I'm just going to give you a minute or so just to uh, do a little final summary for everybody of your of your heart and your love for the people <laughs> in the world and what you're doing just you know basically we can stay a lot healthier by living authentically by coming out of our spiritual closets and being what we intend by doing that and expressing that light that we are and that honesty that we are in our world from our hearts, then what happens is we start to see the world change with us because we're contagious. If you want to learn how to do this, to become certified as a Touching the Light practitioner, go to my website, touchingthelight.org, and um, check it out. I'm really excited. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And, um, Peter, I'm so grateful to be back on your show again and want to thank everybody in advance for reading the book. Well, thank you, Meg. It's always an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We always learn a great deal from your outstanding awareness and insights, and uh, I really hope this book uh, goes well for you because it's, I know it's a really, really profound, important <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So we're actually going to continue this uh, theme next week with my guest Maureen Edwardson, who has a, also has a, a book coming out, which is called Your Magical Evolutionary Code Unleashed, The Science of Inner Resonance. And obviously there's some carryover from what uh, Dr. Meg has been talking about today and what Maureen will talk about next week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy your Halloween when the veil is at its thinnest. And we'll be in touch next Wednesday. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.